Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, my favorite day of the week. Friday, July 28th. I was just chatting with my TikTok community. We've got 105 people live on TikTok. If you do not, if you did not know this, I do the show every single day live on TikTok, which just is kind of fun for those people that don't have a chance to listen to the audio. I don't know. A lot of people have said, Donna, that's so silly. Why would you do that? Because you're losing all those like watches and all those views and whatever every single day. Um, but the truth is I like, I don't care. (laughs) I love you guys, but I want that, the interaction. It's really nice to have the interaction, especially when I'm bringing up some like, you know, current pop culture type type topics. Like it's kind of fun to have that. Um, so my friend Sean, who was visiting here on the TikTok, he's not usually on my TikTok live feed said cute dress. And I said, oh, thanks. And then I realized I'm going to show you guys on YouTube. Maybe you'll see a two here. They're like little shorts. I mean, it's like a jumper. Back free, basically. I don't have to wear a bra. I actually never wear a bra. TMI? Never, ever, ever, ever wear a bra. Because I'm part of the itty bitty committee. You know what I mean? Itty bitty. T-I-T-T-Y committee. Thanks, guys. It's from Vichy Dolls. Okay. I've had it now for like three years though, so I don't know if you can still buy it, but you can definitely find similar things. Okay, you guys, welcome. Tonight is the Patreon happy hour. We have a hundred, over 120 Patreon subscribers. So cool. Um, It's for every tier. So if you are just interested in meeting me on a Zoom tonight and Lance, of course, my husband will be there too. We're going to have cocktails. We'll hang out five o'clock to six o'clock. Pacific time. So that's 8 p.m. Eastern time and then mountain time, central time. Don't know. I'm assuming sometimes somewhere in between, like I think Arizona is one hour ahead, but maybe it's not. Maybe Utah. I I don't know. I just know Pacific time, five o'clock, Eastern time, eight o'clock, and then Hawaii time, two o'clock. So for, I know I have a couple listeners in Hawaii, but I can't tell you what Israel time is. Actually I can, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. Israel, it's three in the morning. So if you're watching from Israel and you jump into the Zoom happy hour, I know you are a prime doser. I know you are a doser to the max. Okay, 6 o'clock mountain time, I'm hearing. Oh, hey, Lance. Lance is live on the TikTok. How exciting. On the TikToks. Okay, so we are going to get into today's show. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say about that. Speaking of, Lance. Lance had some fun news about who was shooting in his studio this week. So if you guys listen to Jeff Lewis... I mean, this is not how he's famous, but if you do listen to Jeff Lewis, you heard this week, Anthony Anderson was on his show, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, talking about, um, you know, Anthony Anderson was a big part of Hollywood Houselift season one, and he will be on Hollywood Houselift season two. He and Jeff have a great relationship. It seems like a really fun kind of, you know, messing with each other type of vibe. They have a lot of fun. So Anthony Anderson um, was talking about on the show that he is doing another show with Cedric the Entertainer. And Lance had mentioned to me a while ago that Cedric the Entertainer was in 
Uh, the olive trees, yes. Cedric the Entertainer was in um, Lance's studio. Lance has a stage, part of his studio over in Burbank. And that day, Anthony Anderson was over there. Or the next day. I don't know if it was yesterday or what. So Anthony Anderson and Cedric the Entertainer were hanging out and uh, shooting their show. Apparently, it's some sort of barbecue show. Lance, I don't know if you have any more information. I said, Lance, did you meet him? Did you go over there? Because Lance's office and like the gear rental area of F-22 is in one section. And then you have to go through a door to get to the soundstage. Um, but I guess they're too busy and they didn't go over there. So... Um, Aw, thank you. Thank you. Okay, you guys are funny. Um, Lance is sending me gifts on TikTok, which is so sweet. You could also just send me a gift in real life, husband. Um, I think he's trying to like get people to buy me gifts, but it's okay. That's that's okay. I appreciate you, Lance. I appreciate you. You guys give me enough gifts just from being here. So um, some fun things happening over on Lance's um, – at Lance's work. Okay, secondly – I wanted to talk about, oh my God, where do I start? I need to tell you guys really fast. Please don't turn this off. Please don't unsubscribe. Please don't leave me a comment of hate. But the Kardashian season three on Hulu sucked me right in. And let me tell you, I finished it last night. I watched the season finale last night. Balling, balling. I like that family. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to say it. I think that I hate them when I'm not watching them. But then when I watch them, I love them. And I'll tell you why. Oh my God, you guys, some of you cried too. Okay. I have to say the family side of this show, because you can complain about a lot of things about them, right? They all are problematic in their own ways. But there is a family aspect and a strong family kind of dynamic that you cannot find anywhere else. The Kardashian sisters and their mom, they can go at it. They can fight. They can call each other names. They can do all these things. I'm telling you, there's something so beautiful about this, this relationship and how they stand by each other. Also, what's pretty incredible is how they are with the men that come around, right? the men that come around. And there's a reason behind it because Robert Kardashian and Kris Jenner, Robert Kardashian was the, you know, the attorney for OJ Simpson. They famously got divorced years and years and years ago. And no matter what happened, even when he was representing, um, you know, OJ, who was like, everyone knew it was a murderer. And it was also, I mean, allegedly, and it was also Kris Jenner's best friend, Nicole Brown, who was murdered. So, I mean, talk about like a divide of houses. Kris Jenner never, ever cut Robert Kardashian out of their lives because her, she is the prime example of someone who thinks and loves the kids more than she hates or doesn't want to have a relationship with the ex. Jeff Lewis, Gage, are you listening? right? Like any of you crazy divorced parents that put your kids involved. My parents did it to me too. My mom and my dad totally involved me in their divorce. It was awful. You have to think about your children more than your um, ex, your, your relationship with your ex. And Kim Kardashian is modeling exactly after that. So in this one scene, Kim goes to, I mean, this is unbelievable. She goes to her storage units, units, 
She has storage units the size of Costco, right? Like insane, just racks and racks and racks and racks and racks of clothes, boxes and boxes of stuff, shoes galore. This woman has accrued so much stuff. And she said, I'm a, I'm a memory hoarder. And that's all that matters to me is that I want to hold on to the memories. And I realize that I don't think um, I need so much of this, but it's so like cathartic for me to go through it. Then she goes over to another room, which is all of Kanye's stuff. Kanye, of course, is her ex-husband, father of her four kids, who this entire during the duration of the season, they don't talk about it other than Kim says, like, I'm going through a lot because of my ex. But Kim said, Kim says how she, how she is so hurt by him and so sad by him and so disappointed by him, and so devastated kind of where this went. But because of her kids, and because of the memories, and the good times that they did have together, she truly was like, I won't get rid of this stuff. He wants me to burn all of these things. I think it's a tribute for his kids. Like, I still have my dad's shirts, you know? That takes a lot, okay? I'm sorry. I just think for all of those women to be treated the way they have by their ex-boyfriends and husbands, and I don't think that the exes have been, you know, all bad. I'm sure some of them, have, like I love Scott, but he wasn't a great boyfriend to Courtney. And obviously Tristan Tristan and Lamar, right? Like these exes to to um, to Chloe, And then Kim Kardashian has, has her own. It's pretty cool to see how they don't cut out the important people in their family, the people that are dads. Do you notice that? It's the dads because they're putting their kids first. Now, Chloe had a moment where I was like bawling, right? Yes, I understand, Lourdes. Lourdes says it's easy when you have money and all of their lives are easier because of their money. I'm not in any way doubting that. Um, So I guess there's not so much anger towards the ex because you're not like – you're not fighting over money as much. And I think that that is actually the the scenario that maybe you're referring to. But this one scene, Chloe, who to me, Chloe is the, I would say she's like the um, most relatable of them all because she talks so openly about her insecurities. There was a great scene between her and Courtney and Kylie. Kylie, the youngest of them all, who I've never known anything about really other than Kylie makeup, became one of my favorite characters on this show. She's so damn cool and real. And so Court, Courtney, Chloe, and Kylie are having a conversation about body image and are having a conversation about like Kylie's like, we have a responsibility because of the influence that we have over these people. I see so many young girls editing themselves like, I don't want to do this anymore. She she opens up about her breast implants. Um, she talks about her issues with her ears. She just, um, you know, she was talking about everything. And Chloe was like, I've I used to have so much confidence when I was even chubby with a big nose and I hadn't put fillers in my face. I had so much confidence, but society gave me these insecurities because I get torn apart. I got torn apart for being too chubby. I get torn apart for being too skinny. I get torn apart for having a big nose. I get torn apart for having a skinny nose. It's really, really hard. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Someone's mentioning my TikTok of me picking my boys up from camp. I watched that a hundred times. And I was emotional each time. It was such a crazy moment. It's a mom thing. I don't know if dads feel the same way, but holy moly. Um, anyway, I love the relatability, but then at the end of the last episode, 
Chloe's ex, Tristan, who we all know has screwed up over and over and over and over. I mean, the amount of times this guy has effed up, it's crazy. And at the end of the day, his mom dies and like surprise, I mean, like shocking young death, 50 some years old. And she is the sole caregiver of Tristan's youngest brother, who's 16 and suffers from um, from really bad epilepsy. He's like severely disabled, right? I don't think he communicates. I think he's really challenging and struggles and... um. His life is very challenging. And in two seconds, the uh, court, I'm sorry, Chloe, Kim, and Chris, the mom, took Tristan back home to deal with everything, the funeral, everything, and then bring Amari, who's the younger brother, who is now under their care. So all of a sudden, now they're all living together. (sighs) That takes a strong ass woman. I don't know. I, you guys, I am so, so sorry for, for hurting your feelings about this, but I really do believe that, I, I don't know. I just feel for that. I had a moment. Okay. I had a moment. And I think that like Hulu may never bring that show back because I wonder if, um, of course they have help and of course they have money. You guys, not in any way do I think that like their lives would be the same as mine, Right. Not in any way. Please don't get me the wrong way. Everything they have is because they have money. And everything that they continue to have is because of their success and their money. Like their lives are not relatable in any way for that reason. But at the end of the day, they're, they are just human beings, right? They still cry. They still struggle. They struggle with insecurities. They struggle with their body. They struggle with their with love. They struggle with their kids and their parents. And like Chloe had this moment in the scene in the season where she had a surrogate son Tatum, who's now one, and she's like, I don't bond with him the way I bonded with my daughter. How freaking real is that? Most people wouldn't say that out loud. I didn't bond, by the way, with my second son. It took me so long. It took me so long to bond with Oliver. I don't know if any of you guys felt that way. Like, especially because he wasn't a very easy baby. He was like more of the crying baby. It's so funny how things have changed because now he's like the easiest kid ever. Um, I, I, Hand to God, I think it took me like three years to really enjoy him. I loved him. He was my child, but he like drove me insane. Drove me insane. Um, anyway, there that's just my feeling. Okay. Okay. I still don't want to see Courtney and Travis Barker lick each other's tongues. There's a lot of things. Courtney struggle with watching her. Oh my gosh, this just reminded me about something because I was listening to Stassi's podcast. Do you guys listen to Straight Up with Stassi? from Vanderpump Rules or formerly of Vanderpump Rules. I was listening to her podcast this week and she had Taylor Strecker on who is um, who goes on tour with her. She's also a podcast host. And they were talking about this. They were talking about the Kardashians and they were talking about how, you know, Courtney is just un- unfortunately just more unlikable. And it's true. I agree. Like the monotone, the energy, it's just hard to watch. That being said, this reminded me, and I haven't brought it up with you guys. We were t- They were talking about Ariana and they were talking about Vanderpump Rules and how right now, I mean, they tape, taped this episode probably at the beginning of this week or maybe over the weekend. And this was when all this stuff was coming out, not only in Tahoe of all of the VPR cast hanging out, but also like at Sur. I don't know if you guys saw this all over online, but at Sur the other night over the weekend or earlier this week, maybe it was See You Next Tuesday, actually. It was James. Allie, Schwartz, Sandoval, that girl Joe, who we've heard about with Schwartz, but we don't really know. 
who she is, except we know that Katie Maloney thinks she's nuts. She used to be friends, whatever. They're all hanging out and they're laughing and they're kicking it old school. And Stassi said, if I were Ariana, I would be beyond. It would be so hard for me to understand how just because the show comes back and just because the show just starts taping again, how we just like get over it and become besties with, um, with Sandoval, with Sandoval again and the ex. Now we've heard that Ariana and Sandoval have not shot one scene together yet. Understandable. I do think they will. And I think it will probably be towards the end of the season because Vanderpump rules. Unfortunately, you guys, they don't have uh, Raquel back right now. Rachel, from what we know, Rachel has not shot a scene. Maybe she has. Maybe there's been like some really secret stuff where cameras have gone to her house in Tucson just to get her alone on an interview. But we have not seen her interact with the cast in any way. I worry that this season is going to be a big letdown. Like a bunch of us are going to tune in expecting to have like the next Scandaball kind of drama, but we're not going to really feel like it's anything so much. Yes. All um, Donna is asking on TikTok, is Ariana allowed to film because she's in SAG? All reality stars, even if they are in SAG, are allowed to continue to do reality television programming. Um like game shows, things like that, because they are working it because it's not a SAG project. Speaking of, did you guys hear about this new Lisa Rinna coming out saying that we all have to not go to BravoCon and BravoCon should be like canceled and everyone that is in SAG or AFTRA um, or WGA, like anyone that is striking should not go to BravoCon, should basically strike BravoCon. Oh my God, do I have food on my face the whole time? So Bethany started this whole game, right? This whole idea about like unionizing the reality. Where's Bethany, by the way? She brought it up. It got so intense. And then Jill Zarin went to her house and like, I don't know, this just went away. This is the thing with Bethany. She starts something, she goes crazy on it, and then she just moves on. Um, I don't know what the deal is with this idea of the union that Bethany is going to like go all in on. Who knows how long it will last. Um, But Lisa now is taking that side too. And she reshared something on her stories. You guys can go over there and see it. But it was like she reshared someone else's post basically saying like, all these super liberal, highly woke, offended Bravo stars should um, a Bravo fans that freak out over everyone being a racist should be the first people to strike and not, or not strike to like, um, what's the word? Like just don't go or whatever, basically turn in your tickets and not go. Okay. A couple things. It's really interesting that the two stars that are no longer on Bravo and are not getting asked back to Bravo are the ones that are shouting about this. That's number one. Okay. But number two, it, it just screams thirst. Why are you trying to yuck someone's yum? Really, Lisa, I haven't seen you out there picketing, not once. Like you're going to now protest, boycott. Thank you. Thank you. Boycott. That's the word. Thank you, me. Um, you're going to go out there and you are going to, oh, a bunch of you guys said boycott. You're going to go out there and you're going to yuck thousands and thousands and thousands of fans, like exciting situation. Because why? You really care that much about the union? You care that much about getting paid equally 
please. Lisa would jump right back. Thank you all of you for following, by the way. So so many new followers all of a sudden. Um, so like it's it's unbelievable. Lisa would jump right back onto Bravo if they asked her. Come on. Like you cannot find something. Next it's gonna be Brandy Glanville. All right. So now we've got it's Bethany. I mean, who are it's 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 giving real thirst. It's giving real like stop, move on with your life, right? Move on. Okay, Lisa is starring in American Horror Story. She's working, not boycott. Um, okay, I don't know. Oh, you recently became addicted to me. Someone became addicted to me. Speaking of, are we going to talk about Shannon Bador and the drinking? Now, I posted a TikTok this morning talking about this. I don't know how you guys are going to react to it. I think Shannon Bador is going to be the next one on the Luann train of saying, I am now sober. Um, you know, Luann, Gina from Real Houses of Real Housewives of OC, and now Shannon, I think, should be next. Oh, Bronwyn. Remember, Bronwyn is in there too. Who else? I think, hey, Ray, I think, to be honest, I think that, I think there's a problem. I am not a doctor and I'm not someone that's going to judge. I, I like to drink too, you guys. I go out, I have a lot of fun. But what I was saying yesterday, and I think it was yesterday, I am not someone that gets nasty when I drink. If I was the person that got drunk and then just like lost my shit on everyone, I think we were talking about Tamara and stuff. I would probably, I well, I would, if I didn't recognize it, like I would hope Lance or my best friends that were around me when I did have these moments would say like, Donna, something needs to change. Like this is out of control. See the problem with me, the problem with me drinking is that I just don't want to stop because I'm having so much fun. And then I eat grilled cheeses and like, you know, I don't even know. It's usually eat, (laughs) usually eat a lot. Um, But it's fun, right? Like Dorinda too. Yes. So now we have Shannon. We've seen Shannon lose her shit drunk on the show multiple times. We've heard stories. It's This is not shocking to anyone that she likes to drink her drinks and she goes a little too far. But now we're hearing a couple off-camera stories that are making us a little bit concerned. So first of all, Dumois, shout out Dumois, my girl, just wait, you guys, for a fun little announcement soon. Dumois, um, if you're not listening to her podcast, start immediately or follow her on Instagram as well. She has like 2 million followers and she's an anonymous uh, blogger, not blogger, but like gossip account. And she posts a lot of blinds and she posts a lot of um, people's spotting and she's get she gets the best tips from people like that are really on um, in, the, in the mix. So her last episode aired, I think it was yesterday. This episode aired yesterday. And in this episode, she's talking to her guest about Shannon Bedore. And she says, and this is before the page six article came out that came out yesterday about Shannon yelling at John Jansen's daughter. We can talk about that in a second. Because they taped this episode Tuesdays. So they always tape Dumois on Tuesday. They record it on Tuesday and it airs on Thursday. So on Tuesday, they talked about Shannon Bedore at the Morgan Wallen concert. I believe in either OC or San Diego. Morgan Wallen, country star, having so much fun. They, I saw pictures on Shannon's Instagram account of them looking like they were having a good time. But she was at, I guess, this suite. She was in a box suite with her daughters, with Taylor Armstrong and her daughters, or her daughter and friends maybe, who knows. And apparently, according to this person who wrote into Dumois, said that she was 
belligerent. She was spilling alcohol on other people. She was pissed because there were some people in the suite that were seated that had like actual ticketed seats. And then there was people in the suite that had standing room only. And Shannon was one of those. Shannon's party was one of them. So apparently she was yelling at them. It was a family. Um, she was holding on to one of the person's chairs the entire time, like shaking it and acting a fool. I guess the daughters apparently had to, uh, uh, like apologize for Shannon's behavior. You guys, that's mortifying. I have a mom. She doesn't have a drinking problem, but she has a attitude filter free problem. She is an Israeli through and through, and she says and does whatever she wants. And she offends people all the time, probably not knowing that she is. She's no filter. I have learned to like hide my face when I go out with my mom. She's one of those people. But can you imagine being with those kinds of moms, but they're drunk? Like that is like, that's awful, right? Then it comes out. Well, and then on that episode, Dumois says, I did get um, a a, a tip from someone, a bystander, at a bar in Orange County or Newport or whatever that Shannon was yelling at someone and was belligerent. And she said, Dumois said, I did not put it out there because I didn't want – I felt like it was too private like too personal. Well, now we know, according to page six yesterday and the Instagram um, account, IG Famous by Dana, shout out, she's going to be a guest on my show. She, She was told the same. And so page six finds out about this. I, I think IG Famous by Dana released it on her Instagram, whatever. She was told the same and it was Shannon Bedore's, um, apparently the story is that she was wasted and removed from the bar after screaming at ex-John Jansen's daughter. She was, uh, the ordeal went down earlier this month at Tiki Bar in Costa Mesa, where she was hanging out with her ex-turned-friend and family. So she and John Jansen are totally hooking up. We know this. We've known this for a while. I listen to Jeff Lewis. They talk about it. Shannon was on the show just last week. They have a friends with benefit relationship, okay? But I don't know Jansen's daughter. I have no idea how old John Jansen's daughter is, but now we have to find out, right? I mean, John Jansen's daughter. Does anyone know? Um, I wish we knew. It's not anywhere. I'm assuming that she's 21 and over. I would hope that she's an adult. Because she was at a bar. Um, Guys, it's not okay. Like, can you imagine? Oh, she's in her 20s. Thank you. Can you imagine yelling at your boyfriend or ex-boyfriend's daughter? And like, who knows exactly what happened? Because the daughter may have given shit to Shannon. Maybe the daughter can't stand Shannon. Maybe the daughter said something horrible to Shannon. Either way, you are a celebrity. You are in the public eye. People know who you are. You are in your on your turf. You are in the Newport, South, you know, Orange County area. Stop. That's alcohol, right? Because if you're sober, I think in those moments you realize this is not smart. I should not be doing this. I'm going to walk away, which is what we see a lot on the show. When Shannon gets stressed out, when Shannon fights or whatever, but she's sober, she walks away. But now in this case, she didn't walk away. She kept it going. She yelled apparently and was belligerent. 
And then now we know that there's two stories in the last month of her acting that way. And then secondly, um, and then finally, she posts on her Instagram account this morning. She posts, or last night, great dinner, and it's a picture of her and John. I don't know if it's new. I don't know if it's old. It could have been yesterday, but it's just great dinner with a smiley face. She's trying to do damage control, clearly. I don't know what's going on there. It doesn't feel healthy. It feels toxic. It feels like a toxic relationship. I love how all of you guys are saying hi to each other in the in the DMs. I mean, on the TikTok feed. So anyway, you guys, I am going to – let's see. Was there anything else? Ah. Uh, and talk about Bethany, but I don't know if I have it in me to go there anymore. Here's what I'm going to do. If you are part of uh, my Facebook group, let's chat in there. Let's continue conversation over there. And then if you are part of Patreon, I will see you at 5 p.m. tonight. We can talk all the stuff about Bethany if you want. You know I can do that for um, for a while every day. And well, also there's just so much content, right? Like Bethany does not leave us guessing. Like Bethany is there. I want to talk about tonight at 5. Well, Basically, what happened was Bethany came out on an, her, another YouTube episode of hers, which, by the way, her YouTube episodes about Jill Zarin and this reuni- reuniting is like are the most popular on her channel by far. So I get it. Like she's taking something that's doing really, really well and she's pushing it. But basically, she goes, she created a YouTube, which is so goddamn chaotic. And I can't wait to talk to you guys about it tonight of her getting ready. For Jill to come over her house. Like, I am sick watching her. Like, I feel physically sick. I'm like, you need Xanax literally more than anyone. You need something like that mingle cocktail you're drinking, the non-alcoholic cocktail. It ain't working. You need Venus CBD. Like, you need something to bring you down a notch. Now, people, Bethany fans, obsess over her. Obsess over her. So, her comments on these videos are like, you are the best person ever. This is the most amazing thing ever. But it's too much for me personally to watch. And then she said something in that video that made me feel so bad where Jill Zarin truly, you can see, because Jill Zarin comes and she's sitting with her daughter before the interview and they put her in a back house, which is like a green room where she doesn't get to see Bethany. She doesn't go into the house. It's very business. And I think that they did warm up towards each other. But I agree. Like Bethany couldn't even have greeted her at her door in her own home. Like she's that ahead that she needs a producer to walk. It feels weird. And, um, And then at the end of the day, like Bethany ends up saying, you know, I'm nervous about this because I don't want to be best friends with Jill. Oh, so basically you're doing this because you want to like be number one on the podcast charts, which like call a spade a spade and tell Jill that. I don't want to be your friend. I just want to, you know, get good ratings. What did Jill gain from this is my question. Seriously, what did Jill gain from this? I've yet to figure it out. Anyway, we'll talk more about that tonight at five. Um, I hope you can join. If you can't, I totally understand. Let's... uh Let's talk next week on Monday, Dosers. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, say hello. And then, of course, share this with everyone. If you're listening to the audio, give me a five-star rating and write a review. It helps more than you know. Follow me on TikTok at This Is Donna Bowling and on Instagram at This Is Donna Bowling. And I will see you guys next week. Happy weekend.